Welcome, professional wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 46. I'm your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, and the guy with way too many hobbies, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and Funko Pop collector, Andy. I am also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. And it is great to have all three of us back. We were back last week, but it feels really good to just be back in sync again. So tonight we're going to be talking about a new kind of Raw under the Triple H era, Karrion Cross returning, Battle of the Belts, and more. Before we do that, please head on over to our YouTube channel and search the PW Fan, where you'll find full video episodes and our full video catalog. If you don't like YouTube, hey, that's okay. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Leave us a review, and we would appreciate that so much. For t-shirts, you want to go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW Fan to get your pocket logo shirt and become part of the PW Fan crew for 2022. All right, we got all that crap out of the way. Andy, why don't you get this thing started? Uh, I don't know if we talked about this last podcast, but uh, I think wrestling fans thought Ric Flair was going to have another match, but he did not. He went to Puerto Rico for like uh, Anniversary 49 or something like that. It's Carlos Colon's uh, promotion, um, but all he did was he came out during Andrade's match with uh, Carlito, and then Carlos Colon came out, and it was just two old men punching each other. That's all it was. We <laughs> didn't have a match, thank God. His last match for for now was his last match. Yeah, well, he did tweet. He's like, back at it again. I was like, no. Like, don't be back uh... at it again, Rick. So I was actually listening to Dutch Mantel's podcast, and... Uh... He thinks, in his opinion, he's like, dude, there's going to be at least one to two more Ric Flair last matches. Even even Rick might not know uh, it yet, but somebody's going to offer enough money for it to happen. And that is terrifying. But what the last uh, match, too. Yeah, basically. I mean, dude, you can't you can never say never with this guy. Right. But I will say, like we talked about last week. I give the guys props for being in his 70s and doing what he did, but please don't do it again. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to like pretty much conclude the Ric Flair, <laughs> the Ric Flair's last match saga. I don't know what else at this point we could really say about it, unless at this point if he comes back and have a, a, has another match, which please, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, no, we don't want to see that. I think we talked about that last time. We definitely don't want to see Rick do any more. So hopefully Dutch Mantel is incorrect. Um, What I want to get to also, besides Rick, when it comes to non-show related, is um apparently there's been a string of unprofessional behavior uh, becoming an issue in AEW when it comes to Tony Khan. Do we have a source um, on that? I don't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, it's someone with direct knowledge to the situation. Um, so I'll just, I'll just say 
One thing, it says, we've been told that in the past month, Tony Khan has been impossible for anyone to deal with. His behavior has been called unprofessional and worse than Vince McMahon in regards to how he treats people during shows. Apparently, him on the headset backstage is, like, terrible also. Um, and another thing I read is the story about Tony Khan's behavior continues. We are told that a high-ranking backstage name quit the company after an explosive night on the headset, and Khan had to chase him down to beg him not to quit. This I mean, is not good, guys. Seeing how Tony Khan act, acts normally, would you put it past him for being this a little crazy? <laughs> have you even I, watched I ha- him? I have my thoughts on this, and before you guys jump in it, I just want to say this. This seems to be something that just happens with these these companies. Anytime that there is a company that seems to be any sort of legitimate competition or at least an alternative to WWE, the guy running it or woman or person goes crazy and then the whole thing falls apart. And I really thought for once that this was not going to happen. And it's not too late. I don't know if he's under large amounts of stress. The show is doing well. I don't know at this point, like, why you would be freaking out. Like, you have your core audience. Just calm down. You know, you got people that are injured, but they'll be back. You can get through this time. But, I mean, it's not just, like, his social media presence over the last six months like, I feel like this is all culminating to some weird stuff that's going on with him. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying anything about anything about what he does in his spare time. I'm just saying, dude, just relax. Like, you got a f- cool company. People love it. Like, you don't got to, like, free- like, I feel like he's, like, freaking out under the pressure. That's what it feels like as, like, a fan watching it happen. And uh, everything's fine. Like, you're fine. I don't know, man. I feel bad. I almost feel bad for the guy because I feel like he's like, like losing it. I don't know. Yeah, it says here we were told that he goes overboard with how he talks to the commentary team on their headset on a regular basis as well. I mean, I can see sure. that too because he he's also uh, so other than AEW, like he also is uh, owner of a soccer team in England. And he's like very involved in that too. He's involved in like everything that he actually owns. So, which is like a good thing. But then also he owns, he's a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his family. And it's like way too much for one person. So it's kind of a thing like, you know, people say like he doesn't sleep. I mean, you see, you like look at him when he started AEW and like how he is now. <laughs> yeah, he was like wearing like almost like a suit. He had like, it was cleaned up. And now he I don't looks know what tired. I mean, just like. He looks tired, yeah. just, like, straight up. But the thing is, too, it's, like, it reminds me of, like, you see the guy, like, when he, before he becomes the president of the United States, and he, like, kind of has, like, a few gray hairs. And then you see, like, a picture <laughs> later, and he's, like, holy shit. Like, I think he, the guy's just stressed yeah. out, man. Like, and I I just want to yeah. make it clear. I don't, I don't think Tony in a million years probably ever sits and listens to our show, but, like, I think Tony's great. Like, I think what he did, I think what he he's doing for wrestling is great. But at the same time, it's like you can almost sense through 
the TV through the internet of a guy who just seems super stressed out. Like, I feel bad for him. I hope he just gets some sleep and just realizes, like, you got a good thing going. Like, you don't need to put WWE out of, out of business. Like, like he said from the beginning, he's focused on putting on a good product that's just AEW. And I'm like, I feel like at some point the people get the lose the plot. You know, it kind of gets away from them. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'll say about this is uh, the guy that had quit, he said, uh, it said, we are told that Tony Khan chased him down and promised to change his behavior. After that, Tony Khan promoted Sanjay Dutt, Pat Buck, and others to help him with the workload. And then it says, we are told that Tony Khan is doing his best at curbing his temperament while at AEW television tapings now. Only time will tell if the situation improves or if Tony Khan slips back into what we are told was behavior worse than Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. That's, so, that's a pretty high standard for behavior. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Which, and all that if, is... If he did if, that, that's a good thing, because I did see that press release about um, all those people getting new jobs or, like, promoting people. So I thought that was really good that they're expanding and he's delegating, which is always what a good... Um, leader right. does. He, you need to put your, you need to put your ego aside and realize, hey, you know, I very much can relate to that. Like I, some, like without, you know, the two of you, there, I can't do this show. And, but I am a bit of a control freak. But at some point, you have to put your ego aside and realize that you need help, and like you can't do, like everything yourself. So. I'm glad that he at least seems like he's making the effort to start because if you're freaking out on people, it just shows to me that you're stressed out, like you're burnt out. So you're being snippety and you're being right. right. I'm not thinking Tony Khan's a bad guy. and I'm not saying that because people are always like making behind the scenes jokes like he's, you know, whatever. But it just sounds like he's just super burnt out. So the guy needs to sleep and yeah, just, I mean, just calm down. I, I've enjoyed the past two dynamites actually. So, I mean, yeah, it's been getting better. I feel like. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that being said, you guys want to get into some actual shows? Yeah. And, you know, I just, I feel like weird cause we don't normally talk about Tony like at all other than like every now and then we'll talk about crack jokes about how he's like hugging the, we're just reporting, wrestler. we're just reporting what yeah, we're just, what's we're just down. reporting, but I don't know. I, you know, I don't in any case it, it's, I hope he, I hope he's okay. So before we move on, I just want to say, I hope he's doing, he, he, he's going to work on himself and he'll be all right. Alrighty, well, this week's Raw was the Raw after SummerSlam. SummerSlam was produced by Triple H and the rest of the people on his team. And this Raw, we got to see um, a little bit more of what Triple H is doing. And I will say, and I think you all agree, it was different than past roles. Better um, and different. <clears throat> it was better, in my opinion. Uh, more focused on wrestling. There was no stupid shit, as I would call it. Um, there wasn't even a twenty four seven title in there. There wasn't no. anything that didn't really make sense. Um, but the show opened up with Becky Lynch in the ring, and uh, she comes out. She has her uh, arm in a sling. She got hurt at SummerSlam, and so she's going to be out with an injury for a while. 
Uh, so she's out there saying goodbye to fans. Um, Bianca Belair came out and paid her respects to her, and they seem to be leaving on good terms. Um, after that, we had a triple threat match, one of two triple threat matches for the United States Championship number one contender. Uh, it was Mustafa Ali versus The Miz versus AJ Styles. Good match. One of the, you know, all the matches this week are were pretty good. I don't know if that's because um, maybe they're calling in the ring more, less, you know, fully planned out. But like I said, the show had time and they each match had time. Uh, the winner of this first triple threat, though, was AJ Styles. Um, any thoughts on the match or anything? Or I mean, just... can we just talk about the finish? Because this sure. was so good. Oh, yeah. Like one of the best chain finishes I've ever seen. So Miz is on the ground. <clears throat> Mustafa Ali does a 450 splash off the ropes, bounces up. AJ Styles pulls him into a Styles Clash and gets the one, two, three. And it looks hey, like Mustafa if, Ali's just back to his old gimmick. By the way, want to if you want to see cool clips like that be posted, so you don't have to just envision what we're talking about, you can follow us at the PW Fan on Instagram, where I repost those type of things all the time. So, just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we had a uh, Seth Rollins cutting a promo in the ring um, about Riddle. Uh, he talks about wanting to go after Roman next. Now that Riddle's out of the way, the Street Profits come out, and Montez Ford and Seth Rollins have a really good match. After that, too, uh, winner was Seth Rollins, though, or not? Though, I can see but... uh, Montez Ford being a singles competitor in the next few years. Like I think after... a lot of people has been able to see that. You know, there's always one guy. Yeah. From a tag team, and if you're going to have to pick one, it'd be Montez Ford, I think. Um, he's great. But this was a good match. Um, yeah. I mean, Seth Rollins is on a roll right now. Like, he can't have a bad match right now. Uh, rumor is, speaking of, because as we talk, we'll, you know, people listening will notice that there's things with Triple H's guys are finally getting pushed. Um, apparently, there's big plans for Kevin Owens coming in the future. So you mean he's not he, doing Elias or Ezekiel? Ezekiel, <laughs> dude, I don't even know if anything's gonna happen with Ezekiel anymore now that Vince is gone. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I seen think, him in like. Yeah, weeks. I don't think he was on Raw this week. <laughs> uh, the uh, the group control, which is Bailey, uh, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, uh, attacked Alexa Bliss and Oscar after Alexa and Oscar's match. Then we got a the second triple threat. Uh, which was, again, the United States Championship number one contenders match. Winner of this would face AJ Styles uh, in the main event. It was Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable. Another good match. Winner was Ciampa, which I was hoping, one, I like Ciampa. I was hoping he was going to win, but two, I wanted to see the matchup between AJ Styles and, and Ciampa later. Oh, yeah. And so, how about do- making the U.S. title actually feel like it means something? Like They had like video packages throughout the entire show. That too. Um, so after that, Edge comes uh, comes out and he cut a promo on the Judgment Day, saying he's going after them. I did read that Edge will be around um, a lot more weekly, as we're looking at Raw this week. He is there two weeks in a row. Um, is Edge okay? Do you think like his his look does not look as good? He just looks like how he did when he switched to acting after retiring to me. He does, but it's like... You know, I'm actually looking at him. I'm looking at him right now. Okay. 
I'm looking at him right now, and he's it's it's kind of growing on me. I'm like, you know what? All right, all right, I'm with it. Like, it's it could be like another evolution yep. of Edge. Did y'all yeah. see Dominic just push Edge? <laughs> Dominique. Um, I don't feel like Dominic can have really any good segments right now. Like, how is he the son of? <laughs> I don't know. Dominic sucks. Um, after <laughs> after that, we had you, Sky. <laughs> Someone had to say it. I'm sorry. You said it, not me. Hey, dude, <laughs> last week I said Logan Paul was better already than Dominic. Yeah, so. it's true. He is better. And I hate Logan Paul. And there's a there's a promo right now going on. Karen Cross. Um, Io Sky had her debut match on Raw against Bianca Belair. Um, it ended in a no DQ, which is good. You don't want the champ losing, and you don't want EO Sky to lose her debut match. Uh, it ended up in DQ, though, because the rest of Control comes out and attacks. Um, and then eventually Asuka and Alexa Bliss come out, and they attack as well. Um, the I'm okay with the DQ Bianca. like this if the group just well, forms like this. And they do it one yeah. time. I don't want this to do it every week, though. Don't keep going. Um... And then our main event was Ciampa versus AJ Styles for the United States Championship number one contender to face Bobby Lashley tonight as we're recording this. Uh, they are in Cleveland. Um, I am going to say the rumor is possibly a Johnny Gargano uh, coming back. They're in his home, you know, home area. Uh, Triple H is in charge. Ciampa's in the main event. You never know. So if he does, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, but your winner was Ciampa, and uh, another really good match. Good way to end. All, uh, and all we need, all we need is Ciampa to lose the neon gear, and we're almost there. We're like one step away. Just from get away from Miz. Is all you need. Everything's gonna be he only back had the to neon gear because he was matching Miz. Tim, do you not like yeah. any neon gear? Because I feel like there's every guy who wears it. You're like, I don't know about this. <laughs> It's... Now remember the Bucks had the bright pink. Tim was like, "Uh, yeah. uh it hurt our eyes." <laughs> no, actually, it's so weird, right? And this is going to be a quick side tangent because gear is one of my p- favorite parts of wrestling. I mean, aesthetics in professional wrestling. I, I mean, come on, that's one of the most important parts, right? That's what draws you into the character. I think the Bucks have some of the coolest gear, and then also some of the worst gear. Like, like I, they've had outfits where I'm like, dude. <laughs> Like I, they've had outfits where I'm like, "Damn, this is so sick looking," and then other times I'm like, "This sucks." Like, so, so it's they're weird. They're like all over the place. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm always a sucker for more plain. Uh, I mean, I love pink. Uh, you know, anything that's like you know, like Bret Hart kind of stuff. Like, so that. not like but, uh, and and Helico. Okay, so this is my oh, literally pet. Yeah, they're bright ass green gear too. This is my this is my pet peeve in life. Okay, I worked at the uh, Dollar Tree. If you live work in the north northeast or live in the northeast, I'm sorry, you are probably familiar with that store. Not the Dollar General, the Dollar Tree, where everything costs one dollar. So, the uniform was the color green. I absolutely despise and hate the color green. So, if someone's wearing green. It almost like immediately makes me not like their color at all, or not, not like their their uh, gear at all. I'm like, no, I don't like this. Terrible. And then also, the color yellow sucks. 
That's just facts. So, <laughs> so, so if you combine those two things, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be into it. All right, guys. Give me, Two things give me that one. Tim really thinks that sucks is yellow and Dominic yeah. Mysterio, <laughs> and green. Yeah. All right, guys. Give me, give me one second, green. and then you can just give me one second. Just cut this part out. I think you're okay. And dogs are fine. <laughs> oh my God. The dogs are fine. <laughs> you should just leave this. You should just leave this whole part in. So Andy has an obsession with the dogs. <laughs> He has these two dachshunds, and he thinks that he thinks that they bark one time, and that it's gonna wreck the whole audio for the show. And like, it's like, dude, it's fine. People, we, people, we have, never hear them. People have dogs. It's okay. A couple of barks here, there isn't gonna be the end yeah. of the world. <laughs> Animals, man, it's all good. Oh my god! But Andy That's is so uh, Andy is very much a perfectionist, so he wants the audio. To be pristine. Welcome, friends, yeah. to the PW fan. What? There we're he keeping is. all this in, Andy. Yeah, we're keeping all oh this God. in. So no, <laughs> no, I, we got it. All right. Uh, yeah, that, so, next. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that wrapped up a uh, raw. Let's get into dynamite this week. There was a couple things that went down. Um, starting with Adam Cole was back, so the undisputed elite uh, returned in full. But things um, did not go smoothly. Um, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly ended up turning on the Young Bucks. And then Hangman Adam Page comes out to save the Bucks while he's wearing some terrible butterfly jeans, by the way. Oh, God. It was awful. Tucked in, like, tanked up, too. That was really tight. (laughs) So, first of all, first off, how do you guys feel about now them being on their own? Um, You know, now maybe they can go for the trios tag now that they're... You know, a three t- three man team. It's kind of waiting for it. Like I knew it was yeah, gonna happen, but I, I just didn't know it was gonna sooner. Hangman with the Bucks. I thought it was gonna be like Kenny with the Bucks, but I guess he's not ready yet. Um, Kenny, I believe, is like on and off. like his vertigo is like on and off or something. He's suffering from like vertigo that won't yeah. go away. Yeah, but Hangman, Hangman and the Bucks is gonna be really cool to see because I know they are they wrestled in trios before, so. Um, them and undisputed. Uh, what are they? Called? Are they still undisputed elite, or what are they called now? They were undisputed elite. Um, Just undisputed now. <laughs> so now they got. I'll probably give them a new name. So now it's the elite versus the undisputed elite. No. All right, but they're if not they elite anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they keep it, I mean, I like where your mind's going, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Ezekiel is on TV. All right. Oh. Um, so after hey, that, uh, Powerhouse young, Hobbs had a match with Ren Jones. Young Ultimate Warriors. Dude, on he's TV. not Elias. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did they cut his tassels? He had the tassel things on. It's now it's just an armband around his. It's to make his biceps look big. Tassels. And there's Ko. You see, he knows his arms. Yeah, yeah. It's to puff him out. Whatever. Vince still loving big men. Oh, my God. KO just slipped getting into the ring. You got to put him on TV. Oh, I just saw. Fuck. And now he's laughing. Damn. (laughs) Damn, that was some. (laughs) That was rough. (laughs) Um, 
Damn. Um, okay, so Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Ren Jones, and after their match, Ricky Starks uh, came out and got and attacked him afterwards, but Hobbs just took him straight out instantly. That, that's spine buster. Spine buster. Yeah. No Tim really likes does Hobbs. Like Tim's anymore. a Hobbs fan. Dude, Hobbs is. I'm telling you, man. This guy, he. Defu- I, I see, he's Defuche. I see some in this guy. <laughs> he seems like he has a good future. It's a future. He's a future. <laughs> Definitely with him being on his own as a heel. Yeah. So I would assume that we're getting Hobbs versus Starks at Quake, or not Quake at the Lake. God, all yeah. out. Oh, Are we yeah. getting a Quake at the Lake? Yeah. No, no, it's all out. <laughs> well, we're getting Jericho also, and Moxley at Quake at the Lake. Yeah. Actually, Quake at the Lake is looking pretty good. I'll have to relook at the card. When is that? The next name week, sucks, two weeks? but... name's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. Well, next week as in this week right now. Uh, well, all right. Let's talk about the next match. I'm sure Tim has some things to say. Christian Cage <laughs> versus Matt Hardy. I just we want to talk before you go into it. You I read my notes because yeah, your note. Bad Hardy's bald spot. Do we want to talk about that? Is pretty bad. It was like the he Jericho just, thing. He, uh, you know yeah. what he needs? Look, as a barber, I got this. There's a blood stuff. Bleed? No, listen, as a boy, boy. Um, <laughs> Matt, we know you're thing. listening, so take his yeah, advice. He, huge fan <laughs> of the show. Uh, don't cut the hair, all right? Because I don't want to see Matt Hardy without long hair. That would not be good. You just got to get this stuff called... Uh, like like when Shawn Michaels buzzed his head. Yeah, like, come on, don't do that. No, I'd rather... It's like, just have it th- be thinning. It's fine. But you got to get this stuff called... Uh, Is it just for men, Tim? No, it's called Topics. <laughs> topics. It's like kind of like a spray. and you. It's like Sting has it. And you just hit the... Hit the spot. So on TV, it's like you know a little less, little less intense. You know when the bright lights are hitting from the top. He's like, I'm already doing that. This is what I'm with. But come on, (laughs) I get, I get. It's like you you don't want to see your, you don't want to see your guys getting old. But at the same time, it's like I don't want, I you don't want Matt Hardy to come out bald either. So it's like let him just work with what he's got. He was also wearing a terrible, wearing a terrible tank top. Was yeah, he like doing outfit. like an old school? <laughs> <laughs> was he doing like an old school Matt Hardy? Dude, it was like it was like a tight, tight blue tank. Yeah, like, I don't know. tight was the wrong way to go. <laughs> so he was like rocking that like he was rocking that like two thousand two look. We're trying to. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> He's like, this is the same one I wore back then when I was skinnier. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> the the winner was Christian. <laughs> um, now I, I'm gonna say this about our next our next thing. Um, I used to talk crap about Ethan Page, but I really liked his pom- promo that I did this week, yeah. and he let loose. Uh, I thought it was very good. Even the crowd uh, seemed to be with him on it. So I'm now kind of interested in where he, he goes from here. He was angry. He sounded angry. It sounded believable. Um, you know, why his He's merch is He's also been so- tweeting about it, too, which I don't, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, part of the character or not, but. Yeah, no. I don't know if you saw this promo, Tim, but I enjoyed it. I don't know if I saw this one. I'll have to go back and look at this one. 
in particularly. It was good. It was good. It was a couple of minutes long. Um, and then um, Stokely Hathaway, right? That's his name. Came out. Yep. Try to offer him services or whatever. So now he's with Ethan Page is with him, and it looks kind like he's serv- Hath- or Stokely yeah, Scorpio Sky. We what haven't seen service- Dan Lambert in a while. Like, yeah. what kind of services are we talking about? What kind of services is he? <laughs> yeah, you said he was offering him sir his services. What kind are we talking about here? Yeah, so it's, it's just a couple of services. I mean, <laughs> just his managerial his managerial <laughs> services. Manager. He's not, he doesn't want like he's not <laughs> offering whatever, like a sand- whatever I want. He's not he's not offering like a Sandy Handy in the back. <laughs> <laughs> the acclaim versus the gun club. <laughs> best best match. The acclaim versus the gun club. Uh when the acclaim came da- come came out, they uh he had a line that said ended with well, make them retire can, like Vince Can I say McMahon. before before that is like when they beat up Billy Gunn with a trash can and then Right the, at the top. Yeah. Yeah, then the two ass boys, I don't know what their names are actually, Colton and something or whatever the guy's name is, but also he was Colton. running up. Yeah, Austin Hass and Colton Hass. And a Bowen. <laughs> the second one was running. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second one was running up. And Bowen goes like, eat shit. And he throws the trash can at him. And like, the camera caught him. <laughs> and then that's when Max Caster started his rap. Was once they yeah. were beaten up. Um, what was the match? Was the match like a... Dumpster match dumpster or something. Yeah. Okay, it was fun. Yeah, and the acclaim one. They're getting over and more and more every week. Yeah, how about that spot? I don't know, Tim, if you saw it, but the spot where <laughs> the match is over and they push the Gun Club off of the stage inside the it dumpster. It was reminiscent of DX. Yeah, when Billy Gunn it. and Road so Dog did Gunn, it. Yeah, so let but me, it uh, looked like let me... they almost fell out. Let me take you back in time. The year was 1997. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, it was. Uh, it was just a wee type. <laughs> so it was. Uh, actually, hang on. We got an incoming call here. Oh no! If you guys, if, oh, no, if you don't mind, Stu, Stu is on the line and he wants to tell us. About uh, what happened in 1997. So, Stu, oh boy. we're going to let you take it from here, Stu. Hello, everybody. It's a PW fan. It's good to be back for my time. Okay. So... <laughs> Sorry. Sounds in, like Cartman. In, in 1997, the Road Dog and Billy Gunn through Terry Funk and Mick Foley off the stage in a dumpster. And this was very reminiscent of that. But these guys would have never have made it 10 seconds in the dungeon. Anyway, good to hear from you all. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, Stu. Are we going to do this as a segment every single time? <laughs> Incoming call. A weekly occurrence. Our main event. <laughs> Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. If Yuta wins, he gets Jericho's AEW Interim World Championship match against John Moxley. 
When it was Chris Jericho, which we predicted last week, it would be. What y'all think of the match? It was actually a better match than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Else other than that, uh, the, the match was pretty good. I was looking up Jericho's age the other day. He was he's fifty one. <laughs> that was he. Fifty one. Because I saw an interview with Chris Van Valet and he was talking. He asked him if he would end his career in WWE. So I was like, Jesus, oh, how right. much longer is his career? He's fifty one. He said he's never going back. I guess we'll see. He, he's like, I'm cemented there. His career is cemented there. He said he's just like, yeah. he didn't say no, never say never, but um, yeah, he made it seem like he was fine. And he thought, apparently I read, he thought, this is off topic, but he thought Vince McMahon was just going to uh, get past these allegations like he've got, he's gone oh, past yeah. through everything else. He's like, I really thought he was going to get through it. That was literally like two or three weeks ago he said that, and then now Vince is gone. Yeah. God. So, yeah, any any other thoughts on the match? I'm good. Tim, did you see it? Jericho Yuta. I have no thoughts on the match. Smackdown. All right, good analysis. <laughs> well, we okay. Well, I will say about the match, we not the match itself, but the outcome. So we're getting Jericho versus Mockley, Mox, Mockley, Moxley <laughs> at Quake at the Lake, uh, which they haven't wrestled each other for the title in a very long time, probably since yeah. the thing. Beat him the thing I do like about what the AW does is like they keep track of like how often they face each other. So this is the second time, so they put it two. Uh, for the match, so I was like, "Oh, that's uh, actually- oh kind of like in the UFC fights, if they've or boxing, yeah. when they've gone more than once, they'll put two. Cool, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know this that before. Uh, SmackDown this week, a couple things to talk about. Uh, Ricochet beat Happy Corbin, um, though it was kind of actually won. He actually won, though it was kind of towards because of distraction uh, by Pat McAfee talking shit to him. Um, so I don't know if that's, if Triple H is. Gonna try push Ricochet a little bit more, or I don't. I don't think SmackDown has that many baby faces. They really should maybe push him a little bit more. It's a yeah. lot of heels uh-huh. when it comes to the male rosters. I would love to see Ricochet actually get a good push. Yeah. Well, he had the Intercontinental title for like two weeks and then lost it. Yeah, I mean that didn't really count. <laughs> Not there. <laughs> um, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Ludwig Kaiser or Ludwig. Kaiser to receive an intercontinental title match against Gunter. Sorry, I was a little Nakamura quiet there. going to benefit from Triple H being charged. Sorry, I was a little quiet there. Stu kept calling me incessantly over and over again. I had to keep pressing the bitch button on him, but I think he takes the hint now. We're good. We can get back on track with the show here. Well, Tim, we're also uh, on video, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> He's called uh, me like six. He's talking. Yeah, how do you guys those, feel about look at all those missed calls? There's like six <laughs> missed calls from Stu right there. <laughs> I'm looking at this commercial and they're showing merch. Let's talk about real quick Roman Reigns' new merch. <laughs> Acknowledge oh, your daddy. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Last week we <laughs> talked about Vince's merch, and now we're talking about Roman's merch. Yeah. Which he didn't I, even I, wear on SmackDown this week. Yeah, that was like a, it was like a limited time. It said something like 
don't know. Acknowledge your tribal daddy. Acknowledge your dad. Something. <laughs> I don't know, man. God. I mean, I I'm glad that WD. I feel like WD sees like what uh, the Young Bucks did before with the Bullet Club and all those shirts. They'll just release like nonstop. And now they're trying to like capitalize on anything that that, that happens. Like, Dude, the, maybe, maybe the not worst, the worst trend in WWE merch right now, and I get what they're going for, but it was also cool in like 2014, so like it's too old now. But I don't like this new thing that they're doing where they put the WWE logo on like the the sleeve, like it's like the Bullet Club or like a. You know, oh, like one of those, like, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to wear that, bro. Like, I'm not going to walk around <laughs> and with it's this like a giant Do the tag where it's a little tiny thing down yeah. here. I'm barely like yeah. that. I'm bummed when that's on there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like yeah. take that off, too. But like, I'm like just, put instance, it, just put it in the just put it in the tag or something. Andy, what shirt are you wearing? Are you wearing Bull Club shirt? Uh. Vigilante club. Vigilante does it have any? Does it have uh, anything on the sleeve? Stephen Amell. <laughs> nope. No, that one doesn't. But usually those blue club shirts have like the logo on the sleeve, and then WWE's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do that." Yeah, that's like, not bad. Dude. I'm like, dude, I don't want that. I'm not wearing. No, that. Not the same. <laughs> the almost had WWE, WWE logo. but now I'm not buying. <laughs> Um. So, moving on. <laughs> My favorite transition. Uh, we had a Liv Morgan segment. She's out in the ring, and all right, fans turned on her. Man, fans turned on Liv Morgan. They're booing her, telling her, telling that uh, she tapped out, and she's like, "I know. Yeah, I did tap out. Blah blah blah." But. This is what happens when you don't pipe in crowd noise anymore. You're getting actual reactions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Kayla Braxton go... apparently was pissed. She tweeted about it, why she looked annoyed on TV. It's because of the disrespect she thought Liv was getting out there, apparently. But I don't know if it was disrespect. I thought it was just. Yeah. She's a heel. They... It didn't go how they thought it was. They turned on her. They turned on her, damn it. God Boys. damn, she's a oh. heel, motherfucker. So, so she stayed out there to sit uh, by commentary. There was a Smack, SmackDown Women's number Championship number one contenders gauntlet match. And I'll try to round off some of the names that were in it. Uh, Aaliyah, Natalia, Shotzi Blackheart, Shayna Baszler, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, and there might have been one other person. But the winner of the gauntlet match... Oh. And Shayna Baszler, who was the winner, if I didn't already say her name before. Uh, Shayna Baszler is getting a title shot against Liv Morgan um, at uh, Clash at the Castle. How do you get... Again, this is another one of Triple H's girls, you know? One of his superstars that he helped push NXT. I loved Shayna in NXT. Uh, You know, she won this week. Shinsuke won this week. Ricochet won this week. Ciampa <laughs> won this week. I mean, it's all formal, for, former NXT uh, superstars. How do you guys feel about you know the pushes that Triple H might be giving people? I know some people are probably pissed they're going to be losing their spots, but um, it's just a new direction, man. 
Yeah. What's your thoughts? I mean, so far, I like it because I I enjoyed Triple H's NXT anyways because I mean that's Black what and you want to see on the main roster. Yeah. And so How about I you mean, too? I mean the people the people who are lo- maybe might lose their spots kind of like but like you show them that you need, you should earn it then or right. show them that the- you want to stay in that spot. Theory, daddy's not here anymore, right? <laughs> I did see that they were saying there's like a feeling out process for some of those guys so yeah. they're going to give them a chance to see what happens. Go out there and get over, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about um, you, Tim? Um, Thoughts on the pushes at Triple H of the people that we liked, say, in NXT? It's cool for me because it's, like, weird. It's almost like you're getting a second chance at something that you never thought you were going to see. This kind of just feels to me like this was his vision. And, you know, probably, like, five years Balor's ago. on TV more. I love it. Yeah, like. Five years remember, ago. remember the whole thing uh, when the, Vince was saying Balor wasn't over, and then Balor would like tweet like I'm "not over enough" or something like that. Like Balor could have yeah. been over a years ago. I mean, I don't think it's helped that they make him as like plain as possible. One of the big things about Finn Balor, and then we'll jump right back on what we're saying. But the, one of the big things about him was. The, the whole demon character and somebody obviously didn't like it because they and it wasn't him because it was his thing so uh, somebody didn't like it and he hasn't done it in years at this point but uh probably since bray wyatt was around um but no i think or this brock is tri- yeah triple h has his guys and he knows and he's depended on these people in the past and he knows that what they bring to the table and Vince may might not have saw it, but guess what? Vince isn't there anymore, and this is what it, he sees. So here we go. It's gonna be cool, man. Just, I'm ready. I'm ready for something new. It's gonna. I feel like the show is gonna keep feeling real different. Even Raw tonight, you know, we'll talk about it next week. But it's felt a lot more wrestling. There's a banger right now with Rey Mysterio and Balor happening, like. I don't know. And it's like, good wrestling like, too. It's not I like the direction of the show. Um it just makes me think about like, you know, before they left, like what would have happened with guys like Alistair Black and Adam Cole if Triple H had it's, been in charge then. It's they and these the guys are roster. Tony's got them wrapped up in contracts for the next Five years now. The only re- only way that things are going to be going back and forth, now and now. But here's the thing. All right, I'm throwing this out there. I'm going to bring some old school for you. All right, WCW, and I know that you bring Stu back in for this. No, no, we don't need <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Stu's <laughs> back. Stu, Stu can come back next week. <laughs> Stu, just just chill. Um, <laughs> Call me in the, call me later. We don't got to talk right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but <laughs> WCW in its peak, so it was around for a long time, but in its peak, it was 97 to 99, and then it had a slow decline and eventually went out of business in 2001. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with AEW, but I mean, five years, a lot of stuff can happen in five years. I'd like to think AEW is going to be bigger and better than ever in five years. 
just based off things that have happened in the past, the track record of other companies trying to do this is not good. But I'm here for it. If they're going to be around, I'm in. But the captain of the ship, like we were talking about at the top of the show, just needs to make sure he has his head on straight. And then hopefully everything from there can can follow suit. Well, that Logan Paul uh, interview with Triple H, it sounds like Triple H got his head on straight at least um, when it comes to all this. But he only very good interview like if you attack. haven't seen if you haven't listened to it yeah unless he has a heart attack from stress but very good interview I never see Triple H on podcast so and he talks a lot about the business in the past and like you know it's not all about the moves it's about the story it was really really interesting um talking yeah, about the things you actually remember from a match it's it which, was really uh, really interesting yeah that mindset of not how the young bucks wrestle <laughs> mindset yeah. it's like they want stories. He's like, that stuff's cool, but it's like, you're not going to get remembered for that. People are going to remember a match if, like, the story was good. Well, my, I, I mean, that's guess, like, to me, that's like a, a 50-50 to me. It's tough, right? Because Make the moves mean something. I can remember a few... Ah, God. Dude, he's... To a degree, though, he's right. Like, think about how many... AJ, or sorry, how many AEW matches that we've seen where it's like, oh my god, this is like, you know, seven stars, holy shit, they're doing like the craziest shit, and you're blown away, and it's amazing, but you know what I remember even more than that, is I remember in like 2016 or whatever, seeing AJ and Cena, AJ Styles and Cena just tear the house down. They never like, left the ring. They never even left the ring. They barely left match, the ring. And they and they and the only they person doing crazy stuff was and the only person doing really like outlandish moves was AJ. And like, I don't know. There is something to that where it's like is like I love the moves, but sometimes just the match itself is good enough. I don't know, man. It's you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. I like both. It's it's Hogan different. versus Rock. <laughs> Hogan didn't do some crazy shit. Hogan, ver- dude, Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 19 is one of the dopest matches matches ever, and it's two old dudes who can barely do anything. All it is is just psychology the whole time. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's, great. it's a great match. They can't do anything, but they're just killing it because it's all facial expressions. <laughs> and you know what wasn't a great match. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Vince McMahon. Um, Vince uh, McMahon versus Pat McAfee. <laughs> Vince has the Women's a... Tag Team Championship Tournament was announced. <laughs> uh, yeah, Women's Tag Team Championship. We, we don't have to put Vince down anymore. He's already... Uh, he's already don't kick him while he's down. Outside. Yeah. Uh, but yes, on on SmackDown, the women's tag team tournament was announced, um, and we are watching Raw as we speak. And there's been more talked about the women's tag team uh, championships than it ever really was, you know, put over before on the shows. Uh, before we started recording, me and Jeremy were talking about that. You know, they have so many women on the roster; it, it'd be foolish not to bring that back. So I don't know exactly when that starts, um, but I'm excited to see it. 
the main event of SmackDown it wasn't really a main event, but it was a Roman Reigns segment. Uh, Drew McIntyre ends up coming out, and maybe this is a little TV 14 thing, maybe not. I don't know if you guys have noticed anything specifically, but uh, Drew says, Roman, our tribal queef. TV 14. Um, TV 14, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so after you know talking a little shit to Roman over the mic, we hear Karrion Cross's music play, and Scarlett Bordeaux um, appears at the top of the stage. Everything's in black and white, and the smoke's going like Karrion Cross's old entrance. And then Karrion Cross attacks from behind and takes out Drew. Uh, he has hair again. He didn't have hair before when he was in WWE, but now he has hair. <laughs> he has hair again. Yeah. Um, and Scarlet puts the hourglass on the apron and flips it. Uh, Karen Cross is putting Roman Reigns on notice. Uh, I read that maybe, you know, that Karen Cross possibly gets inserted into the match at Clash at the Castle. I mean, he did take out Drew, so there's reason for that. And he put Roman yeah. on notice. It would make sense. Um, I sent to you guys today, he apparently is getting booked as the number two heel behind Roman on SmackDown. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm really interested interested in this now because he's only booked like how he is and how he was in NXT, so it's actually something today, to look forward to. Triple H was not a fan at all about how Karrion <laughs> Cross's first run was on Raw. So yeah, definitely his, wasn't um, his doing. His outfit. And they like, didn't even bring Scarlet up for that for that run either. Yeah. And I feel I feel like she contributes a big part to the whole character and everything. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But that wrapped up um, SmackDown. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, I was hyped to see him back. I have a feeling we're going to see more people come back that say Vince didn't see anything in, but Triple H does. So, like I said at the top of the show, maybe we see Gargano tonight. Who knows? Let's get into Rampage, though. There was uh, two things to talk about. Opened up with John Moxley versus Mance Warner from, he's what, from GCW? Yeah. For the AW Championship. Um, when you got Moxley and especially a guy, well, when you got Moxley, he's going to bleed somehow. <laughs> he's just going to find a way. Put him, put him like... in, a, in a Boston Crab, he's going to bleed. I don't know. <laughs> it's just going to happen. <laughs> Is no matter what match it is, it could be like the most like safe match ever, and then somehow he's like busted open. Tim, I'm gonna be thoughts. honest, Mance Warner. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Oh wait, about Mox you know or Mox? about? I just talk about after, anything, like anything related after after like what's it been like two years? I'm just like it just doesn't do anything for me. Like I really tried. Like I want to like. The thing is, there is an audience, and it's just, not, it's just not for us. There is an audience, and thing. that audience that is into it is watching AEW over WWE. I will say this: I respect him very much, and I think his personal journey that he went on last year was super cool. And you know, he was pretty open about it with the fans, with him going away, and he looks great. Like from where he was to where he is now, that part, I was like. I really like, you know, I'd like the guy. Uh, and I like some of the moves that he does. I think, 
and there's going to be somebody who's going to be very upset hearing this right now. I prefer the Dean Ambrose character over the John Moxley character. I'm sorry. It's just, and I don't mean, I don't mean Dean No, I don't mean Dan, I don't mean Dan, Dean Ambrose injecting himself with a needle or running on a hamster wheel. I mean like Dean Ambrose when he was like in the shield. It's like, you know, you're crazy. So I'm an idiot. (laughs) He's like, you know. Yeah. He's like, you're wild. So I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I kind of, it's, I see what you mean by that, but also like, to me, I like John Moxley better than Dean Ambrose. Like, I, I get to me. I like him like 10 times better. I just like the entrance and just everything to me. It's like, I don't know, the intensity. I think it is. Here comes edge. My favorite version. I don't know why. Maybe it's cause he was like the slippery leader. I really like Dean Ambrose as the leader of the shield. That was my favorite when he was like the mouthpiece and like he was the leader. Rollins, well, like in the very beginning, Rollins was kind of like the young, like cool dude and Roman was the muscle, but you needed the guy that could talk and like be like kind of like in your middleman. And that's what yeah. Ambrose was in the beginning. And that was my, I guess my favorite because I didn't watch GCW and that was never really my thing. No disrespect to, you know, the deathmatch stuff, but uh, I just wasn't familiar with him. So I only really knew Dean Ambrose and then John Moxley once he was in FCW in Florida when he was doing stuff with Rollins and tagging with him. What do you think of Mance Warner? He's all right. Apparently he impressed Tony <laughs> Khan backstage with his match with Moxley. I mean, it's too early I mean, to tell. To me, he's better than I thought it was. It was, great. It was great. Yeah. I didn't really have much of, like, standards for it. I was, like, I was like, all right. Um, moving on from Moxley, though, and Mance Warner. Um, Madison Rain, who apparently is a, you know, one of the coaches or trainers at AW. She used to wrestle in Impact. She's a five-time world champion. Uh, She had her debut match, though, on the AW roster, and she won. And afterwards, uh, Jay Cardgill came out, and uh, looks like they have a match set for next week. I never heard of Madison Rain, though I was not watching during that time, uh, like Impact and stuff either. So I didn't know if any of you guys had heard of her before, but... uh, you watching? I'm just Dominic. Watching, I'm just watching Rhea Ripley destroy Dominic right now, live on air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but that wrapped up Rampage. Uh, let's real quickly talk about Battle of the Belts three. There was three matches on them, all title matches. Um, opening match was Wardlow versus Jade Lethal. What you guys think of this match? Wardlow was the winner. That was pretty good. I was actually, after all of the stuff ended after the match, I actually kind of looked forward more towards the Wardlow and uh, Satin Singh match because I want to see Wardlow powerbomb the guy. So after the match, uh, Sonjay Dutt and Satnam Singh attacked. Uh, Jay Lethal ended up joining in, and then Wardlow fights back and almost powerbombs Singh. You know, they kind of tease it. And then, uh, so 
are they teasing a future match between Wardlow and Satnam Singh? I think it makes sense. Can you imagine how many power bombs a guy is like seven five? I mean, I don't give a shit about Satnam Singh, but I'll watch it. I guess. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> see it for that because it's like Wardlow looks tiny compared to him. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter for the AEW Women's Championship. Winner was Thunder Rosa. Um, her title reign has just been... Uh, it's not great. It's kind of like the Hangman title reign. I just like... I don't think it's anything special. Nothing's chase, caught my eye, really. The chase is better. And you know, yeah. Once it you is. get it... Or how people go as match. Yeah. Dominique. And then Jamie Hayter got injured at, from this match, too, so she's out. It's another person. <laughs> Sorry, Andy said Dominique. So we're we're and not I, laughing at the injury. We're laughing. I, I looked. I, I looked yeah, I'm not laughing at that. Andy, says, on the ground. Andy goes, Dominique, and I look up at the TV, and he's like dead on the Titan Tron. It's <laughs> like weird. This was funny timing. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of, sorry, earlier, I just paused my TV to see what the teams are for this women's tag team tournament. Um, we got Tamina and Dana Brooke going to go against Io Sky and Dakota Kai. Then we have Alexa Bliss and Asuka going against Nikki Ash, Nikki A.S.H., and Dewdrop. On the other side, we have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah teaming up to face Zia Lee and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, and then they brought up from NXT Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark to go against Natalia and Sonya Deville. Nikita's over. I don't know why they... Nikita's very over in NXT. She's over. She's over. And Zoe Stark just came back from injury. She is uh, supposed to be wrestling Mandy Rose soon, I think. But I guess we'll see now. Um, let's get to our main event, though, of Battle of the Belts. Very good match. Claudio Casanoli against um, Tchetschka for the ROH World Championship. Yeah, I said it right, Jeremy. I said it. <laughs> to who? Konsuke. Takeshka, take a shitta. Take shitta, Takeshka. <laughs> I don't know how to say his first name. I'm not going to say Konosuke. I think it's. I don't know. Watch, you probably said it right, and now you're going to say it wrong. No, it's not. You're going to say it's kind of like it. Shinsuke, like in the SUKE, but. Jeremy, how do you just call him by his last name? He doesn't know. It's Takeshka is his last name. So we're just going to say Takeshka. Jeremy knows how to say Very good match. Uh, (laughs) Uh I'm not going to say anything wrong. (laughs) Takeshka, though. uh, Very good match. We've said it before. Dude's a future star. Um, He's, you know. It's too bad he's he's not signed with. AW or anything. He's still with New Japan, so he's going to go back pretty soon, I think. Really? He's had a lot of matches at AW to be yeah. not signed by them. He's doing like a... So it's almost like an on-loan thing. NXT could sign him. Yeah. Well, did you hear Met, uh, Metzler was saying that WWE was looking for like their next Japanese star? And they're looking at someone like this. Alright, well... 
Yeah, what do you think of this match, though? That was awesome. Yeah. Especially it started like 100 miles an hour. Like, yeah, they started. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. Claudio almost like chopped his head off with a forearm. I was like, oh my God. Right away. <laughs> like the yeah. First um, yeah, Claudio won, retained his RH World Championship. You know, I like this run that he's doing here. I think he's finally is getting the respect that he deserves here in uh, AEW. Yeah. Um, cool to see what what else is uh, going to happen with them. But that wraps up all the shows this week, guys. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for episode 46. Uh, we are the PW Fan. And about, I think we were talking earlier before the show, about two, ep- two episodes from now, we will be celebrating our one-year anniversary. Um, if you happen to be a day one listener, or if you've listened to every single episode, uh, and you can always email us at this email address if you want to like, you know, ask questions or just communicate with us at all in general. But if you're a day one listener, I'd be curious to know. Tell us how you found out about the pod, and if you've listened to every episode, do you have a favorite episode? And you can do that by emailing us at the pwfanpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you all. Uh, we, we always check the numbers before we do the show and see that, you know, we definitely have our core base of people that come back every week. And we just think it's so cool that you, you know, put up with all of our silliness and listen to us talking about wrestling and drive to work or drink your coffee or lay in bed at night, wherever you listen to us. We're just so happy to you know, be a part of your lives and thank you for letting us do this this last year. And uh, we're excited to celebrate that one year anniversary. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us on almost all platforms at the PW fan and you're all your homework for this week. Go watch some old school wrestling, get on Peacock, look up some good stuff, enjoy pro wrestling. That's what it's all about. Having fun. And we will join you guys next week for another episode. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.